You're listening to the Biz Women Rock podcast, and this is a special series celebrating mompreneurs. I'm not prepared to settle for not achieving what I want. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. If you are an action-taking, savvy businesswoman who's obsessed with growth, then you're in the right place. Right now, you're listening to the Mompreneur series on the podcast. And during the very first episode of this series, I talked a lot about the Mompreneur mission statement. So I have gone ahead and created one for you to download for free. Just go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash MMS. This mompreneur mission statement has been the foundation of what allows me to live very purposefully in two areas of my life that I consider so important to me, my business and my life as a mother. So go download this free tool for you to use to thrive in your mompreneur life today. I'm pretty sure that I officially fell in love with Carissa Hill during this interview. So it wasn't my first time meeting Carissa. I had the pleasure of facilitating a panel that she was on all about YouTube at PodFest Multimedia Expo back in February 2017. And it was enough to get me to go to Esther Kish, who is her PR manager, and say, Esther, I have got to talk to her. I've got to have Carissa on the show. And just like Esther Kish does, she made it happen magically. And lo and behold, you now get access to the amazing mompreneur experience that is Carissa Hill. Carissa is a genius at growing your business strategically using Facebook, and she teaches that to her hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students and those who are a part of her courses all around the world. Her focus is on strategic growth and results. And so her clients and the students who are part of her courses see massive financial results in their business by using her strategies. And we're not talking a small potatoes business here. This is a woman who was able to basically replace her husband's salary in one week during a launch of one of her courses. The reason I'm so excited for you to listen to this interview is because, yes, we go into strategy about time management. Yes, we go into strategy about how to delegate and outsource. And she's actually got some really awesome tips about that that I have never heard before. But ultimately, the overall theme of this entire interview is the mindset that it takes to truly envision and believe and manifest this thing called I can have a thriving, growing business that makes amazing money and be an active mom who gets to spend a lot of time with my kid. I have no doubt that you will be completely inspired from this interview. So let's get going with Carissa Hill. Carissa, thank you so much for being on the show, girl. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. You're joining me all the way from Australia, and I really appreciate that. It's a little early by you and a little late by me, but this was a good time for us to chat. And I'm so excited to have you here and being featured on the Mompreneur series specifically because I have so much respect 
for at least what I have seen in the fact that you really embody like a super growth. I am going to grow my business. And oh, by the way, I have a six month old. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to give everyone listening an insight as to maybe a little bit of the mindset and what you do and how you kind of make all that stuff work. So if you wouldn't mind starting out with describing kind of a a little bit about your business, what you do, what you offer, um, and how your business really works so that we can all sort of have a a starting point in this conversation. Well, right now what I do is I teach um, Facebook marketing and sales and business mastery to small business owners, and I help them to set up their business to run without them. So first of all, what I do, like I'm, I'm naturally, I guess, very good at online marketing and I always have found it easy to sell things. And so I help people to get that right, first of all, so that they can bring in a lot more clients. And then when they are starting to get quite busy, yes, that's when I help them systemize and delegate things so that they can spend their time working on the business or doing the things that they enjoy the most and delegate the rest to other people. So I guess that is kind of the secret to my success because I practice what I preach. Since I started my first business when I was 21, which was a chain of beauty salons, like I realized quite quickly on in that business when I hired my first employee that I didn't actually have to be the one doing the work and I could hire people to do the work and just do the online marketing part, which is my favorite part, which is basically just sitting on Facebook, creating posts and chatting to people. So (laughs) the vision for my business now and and why I make it work so well with a six month old, even I was still working when he was like literally just born. I actually made a sale when I was in labor. Um, Just oh my God, Facebook that's chat. awesome. <laughs> I was, I had an epidural. I was bored. I was chatting to people. I was on, <laughs> someone signed up to my course. I, I um, think, I think what you need to know funny. is that I'm bowing down to you right now, <laughs> right now. I don't even care if there was drugs involved. Like I'm just bowing down to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some other, like I've got weird stories. Like I, I made sales when I was in the bath, like just randomly sometimes. So I guess the whole thing is I, I do everything through Facebook because that's what I love and you can do it so flexibly. Like there doesn't have to be any set times or hours. So yeah. that's why it works so well for me because I all of the things that need to be done to keep my business running, I have people to do those things for me and I just do the, the bits that I'm best at, which is be me and entertain and educate my audience and help my clients. Did you have this business model and this kind of what you were doing? Was this already really established before you had Jaden? Was that established or was this something that has really come to evolve since you've had him? Yeah, it wasn't, but it, I guess it was in my vision because when I found out that I was pregnant, then I'm like, right, I've got nine months mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to get this thing running without me because I was still very heavily involved in everything. Like I still am and like, you know, it's my company and I'm always growing it and being involved and thinking of ways to improve everything. But I guess I took on a couple of extra team members in that nine months when I knew that I wasn't going to be able to be as involved mm-hmm. um, or to be as involved. I want, I want to basically want to have the freedom to choose whether or not I work at any point of the day. And that's what I help other people to do too. But yeah, it was, it was pretty much actually what my biggest goal was so that my husband could quit his job because I wouldn't be able to do what I do now without him. I would have had to hire a nanny or something. And I wanted to be able to grow my company to the point where I can employ my husband. He's inside with baby right now. I can hear them playing <laughs> through the wall <laughs> while I'm in here doing podcast interviews and chat and helping my clients and all that kind of stuff. So that was, I guess, my biggest goal. And I did manage to achieve that. There's about a gazillion questions going on in my head right now. But I guess the first is that, can you talk specifically about the 
tasks or jobs that you did delegate once your son was here or just before your son was here um, in preparation for him so that anyone listening who has a business that is running and it's dependent on them, whether you are pregnant or not, whether you're going to have a baby or not, it's so important to learn that lesson of delegation. And I think that when you're pregnant, it is that like ticking time bomb, if you will, of this 40 weeks that you've got to like freaking make something happen and make something work (laughs) without you. So can you talk a little bit about what you did delegate and how you did that successfully? Always delegate all the things that I really don't enjoy doing, but the things that are essential. So to start with anything like replying to emails and inquiries, or like questions, things that just take up your time, but they're really not growth orientated things. So I have an assistant who's a permanent part-time. She works, you know, six hours a day, five days a week and does all my messages and stuff and also helps to chase up like failed payments because I've got a lot of people that do payment plans with my courses and things. Um, So all of the admin stuff that's done by somebody and also she's like a customer support person. So helps to answer questions. I guess the main part where my time was going before I had baby was in my Facebook group, in the support group for my courses. Like I'm just in there constantly because I love it. I love helping people. I love answering their questions. I love helping them come up with ideas and creating new trainings. I create a new training every single week. However, it was so unstructured and because it keeps growing, because there's more people joining all the time, I, I knew that I need to hire other coaches or other people to be in there helping them because I can't physically help, you know, 200 people at once every single day. Right, right. Um, one of my um, people that actually went through the course, there's a few of them that just, they picked it up really well and they're just really natural at it. And they were helping other people in the group anyway. So I just asked them, Hey, can I pay you <laughs> to help more so that, these like the people are still getting the amount of help that I love to give, but I don't have to physically do it all. And I also pre-recorded answers to like the most common questions as videos. So if people have a question that they ask and you, it's already been answered in the past, we just link them to a video. So I really tried to remove myself as much as possible. Of course, I've still got to be in there because it's it's me that they work with, but I only have to be in there like maybe once or twice a day now just to scroll through and like stuff and tell people they're doing good or (laughs) make new videos. That is such a genius idea. And I think that that is such a perfect answer to a giant question, which is like, hey, I am my business. And no matter how contained or giant that actually is, like my face is the brand of the business. So how do I actually outsource that? That is a great answer to that. Like bring up leaders within your community who are already loyal to your brand, who will then take up and take on that work happily and get compensated for it. And then they become seen as leaders within the community. That is genius. And it helps them to grow their businesses too, because then people get to know them. Like they've all got their own businesses as well, obviously, because they've done my course to grow their businesses. So I think it's just a really nice everybody wins situation because I'm trying to help them to grow their brands and almost mentor them at the same time. They have access to all the behind the scenes training of my stuff for free as well. So yeah, just works out really nicely. Now, Jaden, your son is six months old. He is your first first little one? Yeah, he is. He's lovely. So, okay, let's talk real about how things actually really changed for you or shifted for you because you've been a hard driving businesswoman for a long time. What happened when you became a mom? Did that shift 
how you approached your business? Did it shift just kind of like the lifestyle that you have? Like what, what really changed for you? I always think like you need to have a vision for what you want. Otherwise nothing's going to happen. So I always am really big on visualizing what I want and kind of like, I guess, manifesting the lifestyle that I want. And what I visualized was that I could still have my baby and run my business because I could only, you know, I could choose to just work on the business a few times a day. There's some days where I'll work like a lot. And there's some days when I won't work at all, or I'll do the bare minimum, depending on how I feel like energy wise as well. But that mummy guilt thing, I didn't know what that was. (laughs) It's a real thing. (laughs) So I do sometimes get to the stage where like, I'll be working and I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen him in like two hours. I've got to go inside and give him a cuddle. Even though Travis, you know, my husband is with him, but because I'm breastfeeding, I suppose I am with him every hour and a half to two hours breastfeeding even when I am working and I try and incorporate like even if I've if I've got some work to do I'm just so anal with my time right now I guess so if I've got something to do I'll block out like one or two hours I'll say you know Travis mind Jaden for two hours I gotta go do this and I'll just smash it out and then I'm done and I can come back inside or we might go out to the shopping center together and I'll sit in a coffee shop and have a coffee and just smash out an hour's worth of work while Travis takes baby for a walk around the shops. Um, (laughs) So we've got this little plan down pat, but I've even been traveling overseas with him because that was in my vision, my goal. Like I wanted to be able to travel more and take him with us. Right. I just think that you can make anything work. Like there's really no, no reason or excuse why you can't. Like I still feel like a really good mom because I'm with him all the time and I'm still, you know, feeding him and cuddling him and singing him to sleep and I'll mash up, like cook him food and because I'm working from home. So yeah, I don't know. I I think it it works because I've made it work. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's so true. I kind of want to get into a little bit of that mindset stuff. Can you talk about maybe what practical things that you do to allow that mindset to be real? I'm going to kind of insert a little bit of my bias in this because Mm -hmm. I feel like I have had this operating drive ever since I was a little kid of like work hard, like good stuff comes when you work hard and it's good stuff will come on the other end of really hard work. And then I think that my experience was when I became pregnant, what I kept hearing over and over again is it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really Mm. hard. And so I feel like I sort of took on that mindset. And even now I I hear that in my language, which is like, that might be just a belief. Yeah. So like this mompreneur journey is tough. Right. And, and there's, there's, there's truth to that. There's real truth. And I believe me, I feel it on days when I'm trying to kind of like manage all things. But that being said, I really do believe that we can create from the mind, we can create what we really want. And so it is a practice for me to get in that space of like, no, I can be a very present and active mother who gets to see my kid a lot. And I can have a super high growth growing into seven figure business. I am absolutely believing that. So can you talk a little bit about what you do to train your mind to have that belief system that you actually can have it all, do it all, and manage it all? I can try. Um, <laughs> I to me, Okay, first tip that I'll give is remove the word hard from your vocabulary because to me, the word hard, I did this years ago and it made the biggest difference. To me, saying something is hard is just a form of complaining, which is pointless. And I'd I'd choose not to complain about anything ever. I replace the word hard with challenging because a challenge can be overcome. 
So if you, if something is feeling hard, it's like by saying it's hard, you're just making it hard. However, if you say that it's a challenge, then you go, well, how can I overcome this challenge? What do I need to do? So that was something that I started doing maybe about five years ago when I I first learned that one of my business coaches taught that to me and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And so I teach that now to my clients, but I, I think I'm not prepared to settle for not achieving what I want. I think that's the best thing that like the biggest thing that keeps me going is I do believe that it's possible. I've seen other people do it. And so that I know that it's possible. I'm very inspired by others who are doing the things that I want to do. And I really don't believe that there's any reason why you can't do things. The only thing that can hold you back a little bit or make you feel guilty is if you listen to other people's opinions that they don't see it the same way. Like, you know, my mum, I said, oh, you know, I'm going back to the USA next week. Actually, I'm leaving on Monday. I've got another interview planned over there and I'm going to a business event. And she said, stop. Mm. <laughs> she just said, like, it's too much. I'm like, well, it might be too much for you, but it's, I didn't say that, but I thought, I'm like, you know, it's, it's not your life. Like it's my life and this is what I want to do with it. And my baby's happy and I'm happy and my husband's happy. So there's no reason why we shouldn't do it. So right. yeah, we make it work. Like if I'm going to an event still, like even being a mum, we'll, we'll book a room in the hotel so that hubby can be there with baby. I can go to the event and then I pop out every couple of hours to breastfeed and, <laughs> and see him. And then I let Travis go and have some alone time and I take him for the afternoon or the night. So you know, it works well. And I feel like that takes a lot of guarding that mindset space, meaning making sure that you're not surrounded by people who are constantly going to judge you or challenge you or bring up the no, don't do that or no, you can't do that, right? Yeah, I do. I actually cut out a lot of people from my life a couple of years ago when I really wanted to take this seriously because I I just think like if if you're telling your vision to someone or you're saying that you want to do something and they, if there's anyone that's like trying to talk you out of it or they laugh at you, I've had people laugh at my ideas or and things. I'm like, that's not very nice. And one of my old friends even said, you know, promise me you won't ever outgrow me. Oh boy. (laughs) I was like, that's not a very encouraging supportive thing. So I did make a difficult decision several years ago to, to cut a lot of people out of my life. Not that they're bad people, but just it wasn't that I wanted to surround myself with people who are doing things that I want to do. I have to say that's been a massive difference in my mindset because if you're surrounded by anyone who doesn't believe in you, like it can get into your head and it can make you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I shouldn't work so hard. Maybe I should just be happy with less. Maybe I should just be a home (laughs) mum. I don't know. So I try and remove all those thoughts by only surrounding myself with people who can help like even if I have a challenge, I said to my, um, I'm in a mastermind at the moment. And I said, I'm finding time just really challenging right now. Cause I want to do all these things. And he said, find out where your time's going. Are you wasting it somewhere? And I realized, yes, you know, I was doing a little bit of nothing that I could be using better. So I think my time's definitely my, my most valuable thing. And my two priorities are my baby, obviously, and, and my business growth, like focusing on growth as well, not just focusing on the boring little things. Right, right. Now you have mentioned your husband a couple of times as far as a foundational support that really is. I'm very curious to know about how you guys were able to have those conversations around 
how you made it work, basically. So if there's any tips that you could give to anyone listening who is really trying to find the support system that works for them, whether that be their spouse or whether that be, you know, some sort of outside care that allows them to sort of live powerfully in both of these arenas in their life. Can you talk a little bit about the conversations that you and your husband have or some sort of structure that you guys have created that works for you and why it works? Just maybe to give some insight to somebody else who might be lacking some ideas on how to make that all work. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that really helps us be able to work, like we're together all the time, basically. We're hardly ever <laughs> any time apart. We have done so much self-development work. Well, like I have, and then I, if I find something that's good, I think that he should listen to, I'll put him through it as well. Like either audio books or, cause he won't read books yeah. or like documentaries or we went to a Tony Robbins seminar together a couple yeah. years ago and we find out each other's personality types and our love languages and how both of us need to be kept happy by each other so that we can try not to get under each other's feet too much. And we do make sure that we give each other enough space and basically understand each other where we're coming from. So communication has been like a really, really important thing there. And I'm, I'm constantly growing that. Like I've just downloaded another audio book the other day on like bettering relationships and stuff. So I think even though a relationship's good, it can always be better. It's, yeah. you know, you've got to keep growing your business. You've got to keep growing yourself. You've got to keep growing relationships and, you know, everything's got to keep growing. As for him leaving his job, that was a little bit challenging for him, I think in a mindset way, because he's very money focused and he has a few investment properties and he was worried that my business wouldn't be able to support his finances. Mm -hmm. We needed to have a plan for that. Like, you know, okay, so how many months can we do this as a trial before we know that it's going to be sustainable or what size does a business have to get to profit wise before you know that this can happen? So that was a, a numbers goal that we had to set. And then when he realized that, yeah, there's, this is okay. Yeah. Carissa's um, kind of kicking butt. Yeah. But I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that but moment. Know, one of those launches, like, you know, made his whole annual salary in like a week. Oh my God. <laughs> so I like, love you're it. Done, you're good for a year. <laughs> <laughs> We're set, babe. We're set. Uh, I love that. Yeah. So some men feel funny about their wives making more money than them too. Like I've actually had a couple of conversations with some of my friends or other business owners who have said, you know, my husband feels threatened by this, like he's all demasculated. So we had to be really open about that. And he's employed by my company, but he doesn't do that much work in my business. Like he mainly just helps me with stuff because his personality type isn't right for my brand, if that right. makes sense. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. Yep. Yeah. So he's got his own things that he works on and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Keeps him happy. So. I'm really glad that you talked about that as far as like the personal development uh, and continuing that as a couple, because one of the other um, things that you constantly hear is like, oh, marriage gets hard after you have a baby, especially. And I think that there's some light that needs to be shed on the fact of like you, I mean, marriage, you have to constantly work on it. Any love relationship, any relationship you have to constantly work on. And so this is just because you had a baby doesn't mean that you stop growing in that space. And it's so funny you mentioned Tony Robbins. Um, Chris and I, I actually just sat him down and I was like, okay, I really want to go to date with Destiny. Like that's the cool thing that I think you and I can go do together. So how are we going to do that? Like, let's figure out how we can make that happen in our calendar. So yeah, I think that that's so important to continue growing together and growing as, as individuals and having those experiences together. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. One thing that I feel you have become and continue to become really good at is prioritization during the time blocks that you have set aside for work. 
Can you give some tips or strategies or examples of how you structure your time or how you structure your priorities so that you can get, you mentioned before, like, you know, I just kind of like get the right stuff done and I'm done, you know, like, can you mention a little bit about maybe how you prepare for the times that you are working and what you do, what you work on in order to get the right things done for your business? One of the things that I teach and a lot of people that have studied business have seen like the time quadrant, the Q1, Q2, where you should be focusing your time thing. If you haven't seen that, definitely go and Google it. But, you know, a lot of people will spend their times on things that uh, keep them busy, but they're not necessarily important. Whereas I try and focus my time on the things that may not be the things that need to be done straight away, like little things, I'll delegate that and I'll focus on the things that I know are going to grow my business or that have to be done by me kind of thing, like no one else can create my course content or or things like that. I'm always creating new stuff too, because I really focus on like, I listen to my audience. I listen to what people want and I create more trainings so that I can help them as much as possible. So most of my time goes to that and also into the marketing and the sales, which is my favorite part and what I'm really good at. And so what I tend to do with this is I like, I have a very busy mind. I'm a very creative person. and I sometimes get overwhelmed with the amount of thoughts that are in my head. I have a whiteboard in my living room and I do a brain dump anytime I feel like this, which is my favorite term. (laughs) Or sometimes if I'm breastfeeding my baby and I don't have any hands and I need to write stuff down, I'll be like, if anyone's around me, I'm like, can you just write some things down? I need to talk these out and get them out of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) I love that pen and paper there. I Um, love it. And so I'll do a brain dump. I'll write everything down that's like that I'm thinking, oh, I need to do this, 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 this. And then I will number them in order of priority. So which needs to get done now, which can get done tomorrow, which can get done next week, which maybe isn't the most urgent thing right now. And then I will just start from number one or like sometimes even you think you have to do things, but they're really not that important. So I might just wipe that off and go, you know what, that can wait. So yes, I do a brain dump. I also have a a big calendar, like an A1 size wall calendar on my wall. And I write down, I try to have one thing per day that I get done, like at a minimum, sometimes two or three, but that's my limit. And I see that as even if I get one thing done per day around my baby and like, you know, life and everything else, um, that's still 31 things in a month on average that I'm getting done, which is a lot when you break it down like that. So yeah, if I have one daily task or focus and I tick that off, then that helps me to feel accomplished. And it makes me feel like I've done enough too, because that was my goal, my thing. So I don't think you have to get done, you know, 10 things every day. If you're just getting one quality thing done every day, it's enough to keep moving forward. I love that. And I saw you um, visually explain that in one of the YouTube videos that you have. So if you have not checked out Carissa Hill on YouTube, you definitely need to go check her out. Yes, she is amazing on Facebook, but she has an incredible YouTube channel where she does some really great videos about all sorts of different things, trainings and all that stuff. But there was one that I checked out about you, Carissa, that you did this kind of explanation of what like a day in the life of Carissa, the mompreneur. And I saw you do that explanation of your calendar. And it was one of those jaw dropping moments for me. I was like, oh my God, that's so simple and so profound. And what a great idea. And and having it visual and big in front of you is actually pretty amazing. Like it it works really well because then you can turn around. It kind of takes the most important things from this quote unquote to-do list that we have on a daily basis or, you know, the priority list or what have you. And it just makes it very visual. And then things can start really compounding as far as the growth really happening. So that was really amazing. So definitely check out Chris's YouTube channel. Chris, so what has been one of the most challenging things that you have experienced as a very hard driving and passionate businesswoman and now as a mother for the past six months? 
I guess, yeah, time is the main challenge because <laughs> yeah. I always like being a really high achiever. I, I, I want to do a lot of things. Like I like to do a lot of things and I, I never feel like I'm doing enough. Like there's so, that high achiever syndrome or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's been really like, I know I can't do all of the things that I want to do right now, at least. So what used to happen before I had baby was I'd have all of these ideas. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do them all like right now, today or this week. And now I can't do that. So I guess, yeah, I just really have to be like, if I have a good idea of something, I have to like say, yes, that's amazing. I want to do it, but I can't do it until next year or I can't do it until six months from now because I've already doing this. And I know the importance of finishing things and sticking to one thing that's going well and not, you know, having being really self-disciplined with your time, I suppose, has changed my results. Even like, you know, my business took off when I managed to focus on one thing and talk myself out of fault chasing the rabbit down the hole Mm, (laughs) every time a new idea popped up. Yeah. So one thing actually that I did with that is I had a goal last year to do, I wanted 200 people in my online course for in a year. That was my goal. And I actually put up four, this is while I was pregnant too. That was like a financial goal. I set up four sheets of paper on my wall that had 200 blank spaces. And every time somebody joined up, I'd write their name on that space And because I kept that in my peripheral vision and that was my main focus and I talked myself out of other things that would come up, I managed to get to that 200 people within six months rather than a year. Wow. Um, That's a really powerful technique that I still use now. So if I have a goal, like I want 250 people in my course this year, but it's like five times the price that it was last year now. So I would do bigger and bigger, but I've just done the same thing again. So, and it helps you to see your clients as people, not as numbers too, when you see their names in front of you. So you can remember like, Oh, go check out how Kirsty's doing or something like that. I love that idea. So a little bit of a, just a spin, but same kind of concept is, so I just launched the first official open registration for the Biz Women Rock Elite, which is sort of where the elite biz women go. I opened and then I closed registration just a few days ago, actually. And what I did is I basically went and looked at my entire community when I first was conceptualizing this idea. And I wrote everyone's name who I thought would be the best fit for this community and they would get tons of value. Uh, Everyone else would get tons of value because they are in the group, all that sort of stuff. And I wrote their name on a piece of paper that's literally right next to me, my hands on it right now. And as they all joined, I would highlight their name and I could see that. So all of a sudden there's more and more highlights on the paper, which is just really exciting and really like, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes somebody would join and I didn't have them on the paper. So all of a sudden I have like a whole long list of like handwritten people in, which is super encouraging too. Like, oh, all these great people I didn't even think about, you know, when I first originally did this. So yeah, I love it. That's a great technique. I love that. Cool. So my last question is what do you love most about being a mom? The love. (laughs) I just love him so much. I was just before sitting on the couch, I'm like, I'm trying to cuddle him and he's like wiggling his head around and stuff. I'm like, just let me love you. Like I just want cuddles all the time. And like, I even said to Travis last night, like he'd gone to bed and he'd been sleeping for like two hours and I was doing potterings and around some stuff. So I get some yeah, focused work done when he goes to sleep each night for a right. couple of hours. I just walked past his bedroom and looked in and like, I miss him while he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just 
to go and touch him. I, I think I still have that where I'm like, my, my Sedona's 18 months old and I'm like, I just want to go and see her. And Chris is like, do yeah. not wake her up. Or sometimes it's the exact opposite. Like he will have not seen her except in the morning and he's come home really late. Maybe he had a meeting or something. He's like, she's already asleep. He's like, I'm, I'm just going to go see her. I was like, no, you are not. You are not waking her up. You can see her in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Carissa, thank you so much for being here and for sharing a little bit about your story and, and what you do to, uh, this is it. This is why I really wanted to have this mompreneur series because I don't want us to continue believing like, oh, we have to kind of put the, the slow down on any one particular area of our lives that is important to us. And this is just such a good encapsulation of how you can truly thrive in two distinctly important areas of your life. So thank you so much for giving us some really great stories and practical strategies on how to do that. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That was really, really fun. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to go check out all the other ones now. <laughs> I will. 